Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spirit-Led Hope. My name is Glenn Erickson, and in this episode, we are talking about the big questions. This is episode three of season two. In this season, we are looking at the biblical account of our beginnings, as described in the book of Genesis, and comparing that to modern-day scientific beliefs about the origins of the universe and life. We will soon get to the scientific and biblical accounts, but first we are doing a little prep work. And this prep work gives us the broader context of the two accounts and prepares us for what is coming up. In the last episode, we looked at the worldviews of Christianity and naturalism, and we pointed out that the human spirit is a major difference between the two worldviews. In this episode, we look at some of the big questions in life and how these questions point to God. There is one thing I do want to clarify about the worldviews of Christianity and naturalism. We pointed out in the last episode that naturalism denies the existence of anything outside of the physical world we observe. In contrast, the Christian worldview accepts the existence of things that are non-physical or spiritual. What I want to emphasize here is that the Christian worldview includes the physical. In other words, the Christian worldview treats the natural world that we live in as a subset of something bigger. Because of this, Christians can feel right at home in the world of science. So let's be clear about this. Christians are not fighting against science or declaring it to be something bad. As creator of the universe, God created science. We do not need to fear or hate something God created for our good, nor are we pitted against the scientist. Contrary to what you might read in popular news or science articles, many scientists love God and serve him faithfully. In fact, God-believing scientists have made many of the world's greatest scientific discoveries. The Christian's tension should not be with science or the scientists. It's the naturalistic worldview and the author of it that is problematic. Science is something to be embraced and enjoyed if it is used the right way. All right, let's switch gears now and look at three of the big questions in life. Two of the questions are very broad, and one is very personal. These questions consistently come up in every culture and are frequently discussed. The first big question is, how did the universe begin? If you follow scientific news feeds or even the daily news, you will quickly see that billions of dollars are spent trying to answer this question. Most people have heard of the Hubble telescope and more recently the James Webb telescope. Uh, Here's how NASA describes the purpose of the James Webb Telescope. This is what they wrote. The James Webb Space Telescope is a giant leap forward in our quest to understand the universe and our origins. So I took that straight from NASA's website on the James Webb Telescope. If you follow various space and astronomy programs, you will find that this is a common theme. There is something inside of us that makes us want to know how the universe began and how everything got started. The second big question is, how did life begin? 
this is another one of those questions where billions of dollars are spent to find the answer. Again, if you follow news feeds, you will consistently see studies and experiments performed to try and find an answer to this question. Many of the Mars landing programs are specifically geared to look for life on Mars. Why? It's in the hope of determining how life began on Earth. Again, there's something within us that compels us to find an answer. And I would argue that it is more than curiosity. It's a deep-seated desire to know. And the answer has deep philosophical ramifications. The third big question is a very personal question. And the answer is related to the first two questions. The third question is something we ask ourselves, and it's this. What is my purpose and value in life? Sometimes people ask, what is the meaning of life? But I want us to think more personally by asking, what is the meaning of my life? What is my value? What is my purpose? And this is truly a big question. It's the question that each one of us must answer if we want a healthy sense of self-worth and an understanding of how we fit into the world around us. In the next few episodes, we will begin to see that Christianity and naturalism, the two worldviews we are discussing this season, have very different answers to these questions. But I think it is fair to ask, why do we ask ourselves these questions? What does it matter if we do not know how the universe got started? Does it really matter if we know how life began? Do I really need to know the purpose of my life? Can't I just live the way I want to live without getting all philosophical? Because the reality is that we can live our lives without knowing how the universe or life got started. And we can live our lives without philosophically examining our place in the world. There is no reason why we must ask these questions. And yet, we do. People have been asking these questions throughout recorded history. What I am suggesting here is that the need to answer these questions is easily explained by the Christian worldview. It is just what we would expect based on Scripture itself. Psalm 19.1 says this, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims His handiwork. Now, in the book of Romans, the Apostle Paul goes so far as to say that God's attributes, okay, those are the things that make God God. Those attributes are clearly seen through the things that have been made. So, in other words, God uses the universe and life to point to himself. The big questions that we ask ourselves have an answer in God. People have asked me, if God exists, why doesn't he show himself? And the answer is that God has shown himself through the world and our need to answer those three big questions. No one can say that God has not shown himself to them because nature itself is a beacon that points to God. In the upcoming episodes, it will become clear how the first two general questions 
create a dilemma for the naturalistic explanations of our beginnings. We will talk more about the three big questions as we look at the creation account, but I want to share a bit of my own story when it comes to answering the question of our purpose and value. One thing we see in the Christian faith is that God is concerned about our well-being. He wants us to be confident in our relationship with him and understand who we are in Christ. This means that we have a proper sense of self-worth and that our ego is under control. And the Holy Spirit is committed to transforming us in these areas so we can relate to God and others in a way that brings life. The Holy Spirit knows just the way to accomplish this. In my own life, the Holy Spirit began helping me with my sense of self-worth at an early age. I don't remember the exact age, probably around 12 years old. And I had something happen to me that I could not explain. There was a day when I had a thought that was so powerful that I knew it was not my own. Even though I was a Christian at that point in my life, the concept that God could speak to me in that way was not part of my worldview. Remember, worldviews are formed over our whole lives, and they are continually adjusted as we learn and experience new things, with the understanding, of course, that we are willing to change. The thought that came into my mind was this, was, Glenn, you are going to do important things. That was it. But it was so real that I could not shake it. Looking back through the lens of my current worldview, I see that God was speaking to me in a way that gave me a sense of purpose and self-worth, but I had no concept of that when it happened. In many ways, that moment brought so many questions to my mind, I didn't know what to do with it. To be candid, it left me unsettled. It bothered me so much that I told my father about it. Now, my dad was good to me, but it was not a topic I felt comfortable sharing. I mean, even at that age, I knew that talking about voices in your head could be misunderstood. I believe the way I phrased it was something like, Dad, I have this feeling I'm supposed to do something important. And just sharing that with someone helped me move on, and it became less of a concern for me. Now, fast forward to when I was in my early 30s. I've had the privilege of working in my career with many wonderful, brilliant colleagues. And the results of those collaborations have been several inventions that receive patents. When I got my first patent, one of the managers gave me a plaque, and I thought it would be something that my father would like to have. So I swung by my parents' home and, and gave it to him. When I handed him the plaque, he said something that surprised me. He said something to the effect of, Glenn, you said you had important things to do in your life. It looks like you've done that. I was surprised in two ways. The first was that he actually remembered what I told him years before. But the second was that the powerful thought returned. But this time, what I heard in my mind was, no, this is not it. And that brought back the feelings of being unsettled again. I shared in season one how my being unsettled eventually led me to a fresh encounter with God. What I did not share in season one was that I finally understood 
my purpose in life, and the important things that I was to do. The questions that I had as a young boy were answered. Maybe you've had your own experience that accomplished the same thing. What I could see clearly is that my value and my purpose in life are centered in Jesus. I learned that I have value not based on what I do, but on who I am in Christ. The important things to do are the things that everyone can do, to love God and people everywhere in every stage of life. And yes, there are things to do, but these are not done to earn God's love. I understood that my value and purpose are founded in the grace of God and the reality that I am made in his image. And the same is true for you. Once I began to understand my purpose and my value in life, it became obvious that God has shown me this many times. I was just too dense to see it. It turns out that the first chapter of the Bible shows us our value and gives life meaning. All three of the big questions we mentioned in this episode are answered in Genesis chapter 1. As we begin to look at the origins of the universe and life, we will see that the three big questions are all related. As we continue the season, I believe God wants to help us all grow in a liberating awareness of our value because we are each made in God's image and can have relationship with him. I realize I am getting ahead of myself because we've not even looked yet at the scientific and scriptural accounts of how the world began, but I want us to keep God in the center throughout the whole process. I am, admittedly, speaking this from a Christian worldview, but I want all of us to experience the fullness of life that comes from relationship with God. The naturalistic worldview cannot answer the big questions in a way that gives hope and life. Of course, if you believe in naturalism, you can argue that the Christian worldview is delusional, but then you must live with the ramifications of that worldview if you accept that as truth. If you struggle with belief in God because of the biblical account of creation, hang on. There is no reason for you to lose your faith because you've been told the naturalistic view can explain all that we see. That is not the case. Or if your faith is challenged because the Genesis account seems scientifically inaccurate, do not give up. We will look at that too. All right. We have now laid the foundation for what comes next. So let's quickly summarize what we've looked at in the first three episodes of season two. In episode one, we looked at the courage it takes to be humble. We pointed out that no one can know everything in science or fully understand the subject matter of the Bible. Because of this, we need humility and we must be seekers of the truth with grace. This allows us to change our thinking if something we believe is shown to be incorrect, and it helps us be kind to others. In episode two, we looked at the worldviews of Christianity and naturalism. We explained that naturalism believes there is nothing apart from the physical world in which we live. 
Christianity allows for a spiritual world and believes in the God of the Bible. We also briefly mentioned other belief systems that allow for spiritual world, mainly pantheism, deism, theism, and we pointed out the importance of the human spirit. In this episode, we looked at three big questions that people ask. One, how did the universe begin? Two, how did life begin? And three, what is my purpose and value in life? And I pointed out that a Christian worldview explains why we ask these questions. It's because God reaches out to everyone. And I said that we will see more on how these three questions are related in future episodes. I also stated that the naturalistic worldview does not give hope like the Christian worldview. I then shared my story of how God helped me understand my own value and purpose. And I stressed in this episode that all of us have value because God made us in his image, which we will study more when we look at the biblical account of creation. Based on the summary of what we've considered in the last three episodes, we are now ready to move forward and start looking at the naturalistic explanation of the origins of the universe and life. So, in our next episode, we are going to start looking at some of the science. As always, if you have any comments, suggestions, or questions, please email me at glennwith2ends at spiritledhope.com or simply use the contact form at spiritledhope.com. That's spiritledhope.com. As we end this episode, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Until next episode, take care.